This is a story about a girl named Molly Goes around up the trolley Drinks cider and a dolly She can't get over you There's nothing that she will do Now she's off sniffing glue Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast from Little Geek Lost um, With you as always, Cyanide <laughs> I don't know if that's how I want to introduce myself I'm going to have to find some kind of catchphrase or something um <laughs> this time on the pod we're gonna be doing another music show um second one except instead of just playing music that i have um decided to collect from around the internet this time we're actually gonna have two interviews on the show as well as a couple songs um the first interview is from a music duo uh group from toronto ontario canada yay canada <laughs> called devs and errol um they have a website called geekbands.ca and they play a lot of different conventions um they write and sing uh geeky parodies of songs as well as some of their own stuff so we're gonna um have a listen to their interview now hi i'm devs hi mandy <laughs> my name's errol hello yay. hello yay and you guys would be Debs we and Carol. Yeah. I was waiting for Debs to say that, but she didn't say that. She was well, you interrupted me. Uh, oh, no, I was. I, well, it was my turn to say my name is Errol, and then I said hello. You were too, you went back on the internet and started multitasking again, weren't you? I'm knitting. Yeah, see, I knew you were multitasking and not paying attention. Oh man. Anyway, we're we're Debs Probably and Errol, and we're a geek band from Toronto. Woo. So yeah, you guys are. Uh, Geek duo, geek duo. Ooh, I can't talk. <laughs> geek duo, geek music band. Um, and we have an online web comic, a daily web comic. Yep. That like, and we chronicle our life. I was just actually on it because I was testing it, and I was reading way back in the first comics when Debs and I first started about three years ago, and I was getting all nostalgic because we were, because <laughs> like you know we were so confused back then, and we were so excited if anybody wanted us to play. And nothing's really different now, but you know, <laughs> we still get excited when somebody wants us to play. But it's just, just, but, but, but we're not as green as we used to be. Obviously, we were just starting off. Now, now we just go. Oh, they want us to play. Let's go have fun. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I love the web comic. I love that it's like definitely something unique to you guys. I mean, you don't see other bands with their own daily web comic either. I don't so. think there's <laughs> any band out there. No. So, so so far, that's what I've been saying. The only music band in the world with a daily web comic unless we're wrong and somebody else is doing one i'd like to know though that'd be kind of cool so if anybody yeah. else knows of one then there you go <laughs> and not only that you guys have a new site now too geekbands.ca oh yeah go ahead debs okay um so geekbands.ca is basically kind of a database of canadian geek bands and uh it's awesome. We love it. It's uh, given us the opportunity to get to know other geek bands. And it has been really cool for all of us because we're all working together on promotional efforts. And there's also and a, uh, um, the, another aspect of it is that we also list resources on that website. So I've tried to keep track of every con Canadian convention that I could find. And I put it on that website. And I also uh, have a bunch of, we also have blogs, um, any blogs that, and podcasts that are conducive that, that are quite happy to interview uh, geek bands of any sort. <laughs> actually, yours, I don't even know if yours is on there. Is yours on there? Should I be don't on think there. I've ever actually interviewed anyone yet. I've just oh, so we're like the first ones. 
Yeah, I've um, I've definitely been keeping an eye on the Geek Band's website because I love geek music, and you know, having one place to find it all is pretty awesome. Well, especially for Canadian ones. Yeah, yeah, especially for Canadian ones. Yeah. Um, it would be cool if I could, you know, get an American one going, but or if there was an American one going, but oh well, one day maybe I'll. I do have a list of every American geek band that I could find, yeah. so I could always just put it up there because I have been keeping track because I just want to collect them all. <laughs> like, like Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I know everybody should like. I, that'd be kind of cool. Everybody has their own trading card. I know the Double Clicks had something like that. I think it was mm-hmm. Len Peralta that used to do, like, you know, geek trading cards. Be yeah, kind of he's doing with... a new set of them, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, so if you could do it with geek bands, it'd be kind of fun. And then you just know. collect them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, even for the Canadian ones, I mean, trying to find them, it's hard because, I mean, you know, just trying to search, like, geek music, <laughs> it, it's hard to try and find anything. So it's kind of awesome to have a starting point and then... From a lot of those bands, I find, you know, their Bandcamp page or their SoundCloud page, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can find suggestions to other ones through there. So it yes. kind of branches off, and it's a really mm-hmm. good start. Yeah. And it's yes. nice to see it. Like, it seems every time I go and look at it, there's more on there. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes some people, I find someone or somebody finds us, and then I'll just pop them on. And the great thing is that if you are a geek band, anybody listening, and uh, you will, you can own your own edit, your own page. And so, you know, if you don't like what I say about you, and really all I do is just copy and paste from Facebook, I don't really, yeah. like, you know, make stuff up because I got things to do. Anyway, so, but they can go and put up their own photo and just, you know, put in as many links to YouTubes that they want on there, anything, right? And they can do whatever they want. So, yes. But the great, th- I mean, the cool thing is about bands and musicians in general and ba- and music is that, the the one reason I mean we don't we're not in competition with each other you know mm-hmm. it's not like you're gonna stop listening to Debs and Arrow because suddenly you found Kari Morin you know what I mean or Nerds with Guitars or Copyright Leader or anybody you're gonna go oh wow this is somebody new and and we pretty much share a lot of the same audience and so and when we first started Debs and I first started about over three years ago I wanted to find. I wanted to play, and I wanted to play with other geek musicians, but it was hard to find them in Toronto. So, and I, so I stalked as many as I could. That's why Nerds with Guitars scared of me. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of strange. It's hard to find them in Toronto. How is anything hard to find in Toronto? <laughs> well, there weren't that many of them. That's just that there weren't that many of them. So now there are more. Now there are more. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you inspired some. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Inspired them to crawl out of the woodwork and <laughs> start their own geek band. Or, 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 I dragged them out, come play with me, please. Debs won't play with me. Will Aww, you play with me? me. I play with you. Yeah, sure. I have to drag you out. Hey, Debs, you want to hang out? No. <laughs> well, we should probably actually touch on that, too, how you guys got started. So uh, we actually got started, um, we met during uh, National Novel Writing Month. In 2000 and I think you said eight, 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 and uh, we had a mutual friend who we also met through there who owned a geeky theater company, and he knew that we both liked to sing, and so and they're called Monkey Man Productions. Yeah, so in uh, in 2011, they were looking for musical acts to uh, participate in a geeky showcase that they were doing, and he approached both of us uh, independently. And we independently, just, he didn't bring on his well, posse. You mean separately? No, 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 separately. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, 
yeah, so he asked us, and we and we decided to see what would happen if we performed together. And it's true because you see, Debs Debs is like a serious artist, and she has serious songs about emotion and sadness. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I was all, only I don't write any serious songs. All anymore. I've written were geek songs. And thing is, Debs Debs has personality and charisma, and I just have geek songs, right? And so she has all the talent. And I decided, hey, if I join up with you, people might take us seriously, <laughs> and they did. So we were happy. Well, I was happy. She had T-shirts. Yeah, it was funny because as I on our first, I think I remember Debs being shocked that people liked the songs because they were my songs at the time I was like what <laughs> people laughed at this and they're like yeah because it's it's funny if you know what i'm talking about because after that that was really neat is that after the show was that those they had six shows that we had to put on and after the six gigs were done um there were there were a lot of improv people that watched the show and improv people are are pretty geeky they're really nerdy and so they wanted us to play at their improv shows the only trouble was their audiences weren't that nerdy. So <laughs> so we played to a lot of blank stares and single claps. It was kind of uncomfortable. Aww. But that's, no no, that's but you know that's a good thing. I think it's important for bands to like, you know, play for people that are confused and don't like them, you know. It's, it's it because we did play for people that did like us. So you know, you want to be balanced that way cuz you know, um performing and I love performing, but, you know, it, it's, it can be difficult. And it's great to be able to give your all to a silent audience and to, as well as giving your all to a completely responsive audience. Well, I guess you appreciate it more, too, when they get the jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, and, and yeah. We, do, we do like interacting mm-hmm. with our audience, our audience. And so if they, if they get what we're talking about, if they laugh, if they respond, and it's great because then we can build on that and talk to them. And, if, there's, and if they sorry. don't? If they don't, we just were like, okay, you can just take out take out your phone and text. <laughs> yes. uh, don't worry. But we do like to like talk to them and interact with them and like banter with them, or at least you know, finger point people and make <laughs> them embarrassed. Them out. Yeah, we, yeah, we have singled people out, so it's pretty pretty awesome. I did have a friend one. Her name was Kelsey, and she wasn't as geeky. And every single time, I would just like, and poor Kelsey doesn't know. What we're talking about here, Star Wars, Kelsey. It's a science fiction <laughs> space opera thing. And she'd yell out, I know what Star Wars is. <laughs> that's why we, we like the intimate small concerts. Yeah. I mean, that's packed. You know, there might be 40 or 50 people in there, but it's really all squished in and we can see them and they can see us. Because sometimes you can't see anybody out on the stage. But if we can, then it's great because we can, we can chat to them. It's fun. Well, especially when, like, you can see that they get your more obscure references, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there, are, there are some that we have done, and I feel sorry for them, but, you know, we'll sing something that's very obscure, and then we'll have two guys out of, like, 40, and they're, <laughs> and they're busting their gut laughing. Yeah. And they're the yeah. only ones. <laughs> and they're going, yes, and they're laughing, and we're looking around. Nobody else is understanding what's happening. And it's like, wow, well, that's pretty cool that you guys get it, and they're still laughing your guts out, you know. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable sometimes when you're the only one laughing in a theater, and everybody around yeah. you just doesn't get it. It's like that. Anyway. It was like that when I saw Clerks 2 in the theater with a bunch of young teenagers that hadn't seen any other Ah, Kevin Smith movies (laughs) and I I mean my husband just sitting there laughing at all the little inside stuff and they're just all confused by it yeah (laughs) yeah 
we so do. I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> See, so you could come to one of our shows and be one of the inside joke laughers. Yep. <laughs> Unless you don't understand what we're singing. And that's fine, too. It's okay. We actually have had people come up. I don't know what you said. Yeah, but it was, yeah. But, but Deb's is pretty, so who cares? Oh. <laughs> is that what they say, too? No, usually. I don't understand what you said, but you're pretty, so who cares? No, no, no. No, usually they're like, they're like, Debs, you have an awesome voice. And they just ignore Errol. Yeah. Because <laughs> Debs is pretty. <laughs> we do like doing kind of like improv slash comedy shows more so than we do music venues, though, because with music venues, they kind of like turn up the instruments and then everybody just goes and drinks and not, doesn't pay attention. And not that we are, are so insecure. We need everybody's attention. But we are a comedy act, and so and we interact with the audience. And so, if nobody's listening to any of our lyrics anyway, then 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 I'm quite happy to be known as a background uh, band because we have done that too, where we just play in the background, and then it's even more fun because then I'll just do anything I want up there because nobody's <laughs> paying attention. Anyway. I like I like being background music, and then we just find fun songs that we like and nobody else knows because yeah. there are certain songs we can't really play during a show because it's. Because it's either too long or too slow. Only I would get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for you kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for example, if I play my Totoro song and nobody knows what Totoro is. It, and it's kind of slow and happy folk song of happiness and nature. <laughs> and uh, nobody gets it. But I like it. Cause... It's never stopped you before. We still play it. <laughs> oh, no. We will still play it, right? But. But there are some other ones. You know, we can't really play three slow songs in a row because mm-hmm. then everybody starts going, if, especially if they don't know it. Uh, yeah. That they don't pay attention. <laughs> and we want to be entertaining. You know, if they get it, if they know what it is, then obviously we'll sing it, right? So when I played Totoro at the... we One, one of my highlights of my career is that uh, <laughs> I was able to play because they were at the Toronto International Film Festival Lightbox Theater. They were doing a Ghibli showcase. Do you, do you know whose Studio Ghibli is and Miyazaki is? Am I just talking? No, I know. Studio? Okay, cool. <laughs> They're a Japanese animation studio. Yeah. And the TIFF Lightbox Theater was doing a showcase of all their films. Oh, nice. And they were showing Totoro. And we got to play before the showing of Totoro. Yeah. And I was so happy. <laughs> and everybody in the audience knew what I was talking about. It, that's, that feel, that's so awesome. That'll just be the highlight of your career. Right? It is. It is. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> uh, what's probably... your highlight? Sorry there, Debs. Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something. I was oh, no. going to say that there was probably no better audience for it. Yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> it was even cool because, you know, I would... I would I would say what the song is. I wish Totoro was my neighbor. And then you'd hear half the audience go, aww. Because <laughs> they knew what that was. And, was and I'm cool doing all the talking. Uh, I'm sorry, Debs. You go. No, that gig was cool because then it was an excuse to learn like the, both the Totoro songs from the movie and other Miyazaki songs as well. And Yes. Yeah, yes. that was fun. Was so in our repertoire, we have a lot of Ghibli songs we could perform. But <laughs> we really can't do that for anybody. Yeah. But no, but I don't care. We know it. Sometimes <laughs> when we go to anime cons, then we'll we'll uh, bring them out. Yeah. I do remember being. I think it was at was it at Animorth? No, it might have been at Con G. I remember this one girl who who I don't know. I think she had to go because she kept standing up to leave. But then she heard we were doing another Miyazaki song, and then she'd sit down. <laughs> it's like it's like. Oh, and I think she was looking at her watch, so I think she really had to go. But then it was like, okay, this one now is from Kiki's Delivery Service, and she goes, oh, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> 
Oh, poor girl. <laughs> she's probably really late for something. Yeah. Yeah, I think she, I think she told me afterwards she had to go meet a friend, so. Oh. Yeah. And so it's really cool. We also like to know cuz you should see my sister. My sister's so funny. It's like, you know, it's like, "Oh, look, we have this um a review on some website." And to go, "Really? Do you know them personally?" No. Really? So people who don't know you or aren't your friend listens to your music? Yeah, I know it shocks me too. So, and it's and it's really cool. Uh, I forgot the point I was going to say cuz it was oh, darn it. Oh, I know. Yeah, but we like we like um I know like Debs will do this often. If anybody buys our album or talks to us on cuz we'll we'll talk to anybody that wants to talk to us and, <laughs> and she'll talk to them, ask them how they've heard of us. For example, how did you hear of us, Mandy? Um, we just contact you. No, I'm actually trying to remember. Did I stalk you? <laughs> might have stalked you. I do that too. I'm sorry if I stalked you. No, I'm not sure. It might have actually been where I was. I might have just been looking for nerd music because I think I found you and nerds with guitars around the same time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one was first, but it was pretty much around the same time. Um, and then started listening to your music and then asked you for a song to play on my last music pod. Yes. Yes. I remember. Yeah. I can't remember I, what song you played, but I remember. Um, I think we said you tie after tie. Yeah, it was tie after tie. Nice. Cool. Which is awesome because it's Star Wars and Cindy Lauper. <laughs> it is. I like Cindy Lauper. It's her birthday soon, isn't it? I've been seeing a whole whack of stuff going up about it being her birthday. I don't know. Yeah. You know when her birthday is? <laughs> no, not, not, I don't stalk her and know her birthday. It's more along the lines that, you know, it's being, <laughs> it's being shared on the internet. You know, they like to share things like that about people's famous people's birthdays and stuff, Debs. Debs doesn't do a lot of social media, so no, she doesn't. She doesn't know what's happening in the world. No, I'm I spent, kidding. Like all my time on the internet. Yeah, me <laughs> Way too. too much. I mean, it's like it's 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 a lot of work being on social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. That's why I always have a hard time, like trying to just keep up with it all. Mm. You know, there's all the different social media networks, and then even with my pod, and then trying to do vlogs, and then keep stuff up on my site. Like, how does anyone else do it? I don't know. <laughs> well, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, social media. With that, uh, we could pull into talking about Make It So, hitting 100,000 views on YouTube. Yay! Congratulations. Yay! <laughs> I, know, that's like, I know a lot of people who might be listening going, 100,000, that's it? Yeah. That's, that's a big we're, deal. We're excited because, you know, that's our first video to reach 100,000. And uh, and it got shared on all sorts of. I remember I remember telling people, and you know, I would tell my friends, "Oh, look, it's shared on IO9." I'd be excited, and people going, "What's what's that?" Right? It's like. But then, but then oh. when it got shared, like it got shared, actually, um, a Toronto Star blogger blogged about it on the Star site, and suddenly, like that's a Everybody we knew, everybody we knew who wasn't geeky, suddenly saw that that was like a big deal. They're like, "Oh, I know what that is! Yay!" My my mom was impressed anyway. <laughs> I think a hundred thousand views is a pretty big deal. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I'm yeah, happy. Happy. Debs is happy about it. Yes. Yeah. So. And it and it helped too because we because you know I think about um two months ago, around two months ago we put ourselves. Or I didn't. We we have an art. We have an entry now in Wikipedia, and I'm excited about that. Nice being in Wikipedia, and it and it helps being in mainstream things, mm-hmm. so like the Star and stuff like that, and and big websites. Because if my mom blogged, which she doesn't, <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody cares if my mom blogs. Don't don't take that personally, mom. Not that you <laughs> ever listen to this, 
but yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the more places it gets out that's not necessarily geek specialty is always good, because then more people hear about it that normally wouldn't. Yeah, well, I mean, we know who our audience is, and, and we are quite happy to just appeal to nerds and geeks around, but at the same time, it's it's really hard trying to find them. Uh, I have a lot of people that say, how come I haven't heard of you guys before? And I'm going, I don't know. I'm trying really hard. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not here. We, we don't want to, like, convert people over to geekdom. Mm. It's, you know, it's, 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 they don't like it. They don't like it. No big deal. But, mm. they're, I mean, but when when one of when a Geek Love Song got played on CBC Radio for, it was during a Valentine's contest. They wanted songs sent in for a Valentine's contest. And I thought, why not? I'm going to throw in a <laughs> love song because, you know, that's mainstream. They're going to love that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything. But they played it. And I was shocked. I was shocked. I did not expect them to play that. And what was neat is that when we were at another convention, uh, where were we? We were... We were in a... Portland. We were in Portland, and somebody came up to me and said, you know, the first time I ever heard of you guys was on CBC Radio when your song was played. And I figured, <laughs> you're kidding me, really? So even that that three-minute window in that, you know, out of all the time that anybody could have been listening, and, and, and CBC Radio has a vast, you know, audience, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect geeks to listen to it, but, you know, somebody out there is listening, and so... And so it's good if wherever it can be played, if somebody can hear, then I'll be excited. And and so she heard that we were playing at that con, and so she came to see us. And I was really mm. excited about it. I was really humbled and flattered by that. It was <laughs> mm-hmm. really cool. Well, especially you don't really expect that in Portland. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, because she's in BC, so she, I think she came down. So yeah. Uh, she's in Vancouver, I think. And and there have been so many fun things like that. I was... when. At an, at the same convention, uh, well, it was two years ago, and it was, it was in Guelph at Con G. That's sadly not running anymore. Um, Debs and I were doing a concert, and then I was talking to someone afterwards, and she was telling me that she was passing the room, and she heard my voice. <laughs> and, and and it sounded familiar to her, because a long time ago, way back in 2000, and when did I release Geek Love Songs, the album, Debs? Was that a... Uh, Ten years, ten years of marriage of, with my wife. So what am I up now? I'm fifteen. So that, would, oh dear. <laughs> Great shot. Two thousand nine. Okay, so that would have been in two thousand nine. <laughs> so I, for for my wife, I made ten geek songs, and I just put it on a, and I just recorded it at home. It was really silly, and I just put it on an album, not a real one. It was just me recording it at home, and then just releasing it onto the internet for fun. This was before Debs and Errol was a thing, and. uh and she found it somehow. People find these things. It's scary. <laughs> Don't put anything on the internet because they'll find it. Yep. She found this album and she had it in our iPod. And so, as I was saying, while we were doing our concert, and this is now about in 2012, she recognizes my voice and she comes in. It's like, oh, it's that guy. And so she just came in and sat and listened. And, and stuff like that shocks me. It's like, mm-hmm. what, you found that? Up? Why would anybody listen to that? <laughs> Because it was weird. <laughs> oh, people find anything on the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty scary. That's actually the first time I've ever... Well, I wrote a lot of songs with Debs before we became Debs and Errol. Because when I first met her, she I, she has a princess voice. And so... And I was a creepy old guy. And I asked <laughs> her to sing some Disney songs with me. And 
She said, yes. Could not resist Girl. Disney. Yeah, lucky me. <laughs> yeah. <Poor Dabs. laughs> I'm sorry, Deb. I should let you talk because I'm just talking and talking. And, and, and poor Mandy's probably trying to get a question in, but no, I won't <laughs> tell Well, you're covering a lot of stuff, so that's good. I don't have to ask that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making your job easy. See? See? Exactly. That, that's my excuse. There you yeah. go. Okay, we'll let Debs talk. Go ahead, Debs. Well, I do have a question that Debs can probably answer. Okay. Sure. Uh, future plans. <laughs> future plans. Oh, gosh. Um, we have to start working on another album at some point. <laughs> probably soon. Um... Our goals this year were actually to do cons and to do YouTube videos. So we're kind of like we're slowly doing that stuff. We're doing well on and, the cons. Uh, yeah, we're doing really so well, well on the cons. On the YouTube bids. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, definitely in the next little while we're going to focus on writing. And uh, We have yeah. a lot of songs that we do still perform that isn't on an album, right? I think we mm-hmm. do things backwards, you know. Smart musicians... <laughs> write an album, then they tour and they perform those songs and then people buy that album. Not us. Yeah. Nope. We just write songs and perform them. Can I hear that song and buy it? No. No, no that's, sorry. That's, that's too smart of us. To do <laughs> no, but, it's, but I mean, it's good in a way because then when we go to record the song, we have a really good sense of... Yeah, like, we, we it, should like, actually sing so. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you practiced yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. when we recorded our EP, like, you know, time after, tie after tie... It didn't take us that long to do. Yeah, so, and like, yeah. and like, that's a big deal for me because I tend to take a really long time in the studio. Yes, um, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I will not be yeah. in the studio with Debs. Oh, well, you have to be. Sometimes. <laughs> that's why we write songs. So this is why we shouldn't write songs where we sing together. When we, uh, when we recorded tie after tie, I think like. He did three takes, and he was completely done, and I was asking, like, can we just do one more, two more? Because <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm really, really meticulous. Like, when we, uh, when I recorded Triples, that's on the, uh, on that same EP, mm. uh, Control it, it took me 12 hours. And, and you know, <laughs> you know how many, how many hours we budgeted for that CD? Mm. We budgeted 15 hours. 15. <laughs> 15. I blew 12 of them on the first she song. blew 12 <laughs> of them on the first song. Wow. Yes. Now, anybody, any bands that are listening, don't use that as an excuse to do that. that yeah, don't. Not, that's, yeah. Anyway, I wasn't there, though, so I didn't care. <laughs> I found <laughs> you out did. I, mean, I was on the, like, when I told you, and I was, I was on the GO train, and, like, on the way home, and I told you how many hours I spent. Wow. <laughs> You were that happy. Fifteen, yeah. It's good, I promise. Yeah. Anyway, we have a bunch of other kind of plans because we do have a webcomic. And I'd, we'd really like to actually start, you know, because we have one thing that no other band has, and that's webcomic merch. We could sell that, you know. Not even, you know, we're not going to try to get tons of money off of the thing because it's a silly little comic about us. But you know, some people are interested in it, and I think it's I I want one anyway. I'd like to have a printed copy of it because I I read it as I said, and I get nostalgic about it. It's like, oh look, we're so young. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to have like a whole bunch together too, and you can just sit there and bring it with you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. the hard thing about things like shirts is that you know you have to like bring like multiple sizes uh, and genders, and it's like oh, and you never know. You never know how big or small or 
whatever people are. So yeah. you always have to guess how many people. Yeah. So easy, easy, easy merch would be nice. We need to get stickers. Yeah, we, we did. Stickers, ha- we do actually. have stickers, and I use them all up. We should buy yeah, more stickers. Yeah, stickers and magnets and, and buttons. buttons. I have, I have stickers, and we could do a sticker trade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like stickers. I recently just got some stickers made for Little Geek Lost. Nice. <laughs> did you do all the art some. for that too? By the way, sorry. Did you do all the art for your site? Um, no. A friend of mine actually drew the tattoo chick. That's my logo. Yes, um, yes. He did her, but I did the the background. That's the, like the circuit board looking. Uh-huh. I did all that in Photoshop with like they're all individual like brushes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually sat there and kind of like stamped them all out and layered them and everything. Nice. But yeah, my friend uh, Jared, who I know from WoW, actually. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> did the the drawing of my tattooed chick for my logo, which is pretty sweet. Nice. But I'll yeah. definitely I'll get some stickers for you guys. Send cool. Them off to you and stick them around. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice. Anytime that we can get help with stuff like that, it's always a good thing. Like when people send us fan art of anything, and we don't get a lot of it, but when we do, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I do remember uh, we've had some friends, like uh, people we know, like cosplay as us, and that was, and that's, yeah, that's kind that of was, cool. <laughs> <that was wild. laughs> I remember, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Uh, as you know, that Debs and I also do National Novel Writing Month, and I do the web comic for NaNoWriMo as well. And somebody sent me a cosplay they did of one of the characters in that comic. And I mean, I was, are you kidding me? Are you serious? You, oh, can I share that? And she's like, no, because she was a teenager. So, you know, underage and all. Yeah. And and so, but I was, I was so sad because, I mean, I understood. I'm not going to share it because, you know, she didn't want it shared. But it was, it was such a, it was a really good cosplay of this character. (laughs) And I was so sad I couldn't share it with people. Yeah. But it's really neat when people do that. I, I, I get excited. Yeah, it must have been really neat and strange, I imagine, to see people cosplaying as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, I, I, was, I mean, we, they talk to us all the time because we'll talk to anybody, as I said, that will talk to us. So we, after a while, I mean, they live, they live in the States, and so we haven't met them personally yet, but we talk to them all the time now. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, when they said it, uh, we were just laughing because it was just like, because they wow. they got so many things right. Like um, the uh, girl who dressed up as Errol had, you know, chips. And I like chips. And me had, like, often I wear these, these arm warmers, like these multicolored arm warmers that I knit. And she had those. And it was it was perfect. It was oh, wow. Pretty <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Is that plane you? Who's has the plane? I'm sorry, it's me. Oh, it's you. I usually have a train going by. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing really is just, you know, I was going to play a song. Oh, okay, cool. Which one? Thinking, well, I was thinking in honor of it hitting 100,000 views and smashing into people's faces more, we'll play Make It So. <laughs> <laughs> you should see us announce the song. So some of you guys will be quite familiar with this next song, because if you're on Facebook or anything, you will... I've seen a parody of it, yeah. and it's from Disney. And then the whole room. When we performed at a Comic-Con in Ottawa, we had a really vocal guy who was really like, oh. And then afterwards, he came up, and he was like, okay, fine. You've redeemed the song. Because <laughs> yeah. it's about Star Trek. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. definitely, you know, it's it's a good parody of it. It's not like a really 
cheesy one, so I think it's a good one to play. And well, it's a big it's, deal it's getting still kind of cheesy. Views. Yeah, it is. And it's still kind of cheesy because, you know, it's Star Trek and but First it's a Contact. Good cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, I still think it's a big deal getting 100,000 views. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, we think it's a big deal. <laughs> we do, right? Yeah, we, do. we are happy about that. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you want to tell us? You know, got geekbands.ca, um, Debs and Arrow on Twitter, on Facebook. Debsandarrow.com. Yeah, and you can even stream our music for free. You can try it before you decide not to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be putting up all the links to everything, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. Do you want to say anything, Debs? Um, I don't know. I think we pretty much covered it. We're on we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Bandcamp as Debs and Errol. I think we're on Pinterest too, right? Oh, I never yeah. touched. That's one oh, okay. thing I haven't You're touched. Fine. Instagram. We're, we're on. Yeah, Instagram. sometimes. Yeah, we do post some pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Um, we are on G Plus, but heck, I forget to go on there sometimes. Man, mm-hmm. there's too many of them. It's it's I, all the circles. It is. Yeah. I, I still don't. <laughs> I don't get them. I don't understand. G plus either. Yeah. <laughs> I think I signed up for something again today. Can't remember what it was our, called. Oh god, was, he signs was... up for everything. Seriously, like I go into our email and I'm just like, "What the heck is this?" I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, it shouldn't be too hard for people to find you then. <laughs> just look for Debs and Arrow on the internet. Yeah, and we should, yeah we, we should be the first we should be the first hit because there it was it was impressive when Debs and Errol first started nobody else had Debs and Errol so Debs and Errol dot com was easy to get you would think there'd be more people like another Debs and another Errol just <laughs> hanging around somewhere but but no nobody nobody on the internet um there are, there isn't a Debs and Errol friendship out there so <laughs> wanted to you know record it forever so Debs and I were the first one. Oh, that's good. It'll make it easier for people to find you. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so then we'll play Make It So. Thank you very much, Mandy. Thanks for being on here. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. I hope you're having fun up there in Thunder Bay. All right. And so here is the song from Debs and Errol called Make It So. The starship flies over Earth tonight, full of new technology. There's talk of assimilation by a different kind of queen. And now I'm here on board and we've been occupied. They adapt to fast staying suicide. But there's a chance the crew agrees Fix the timeline, help him hit warp speed The answer's clear, we have to go But you say no Make it so, make it so Say the words that you're famous for Make it so, make it so You're not here to start a
stand up to you any day. It's funny you're resistant when you claim you're logical. Well, John Luke, you could have fooled me. I'm not seeing that at all. No one knows them as well as you. I don't know who they. You through. You say it's for humanity. I disagree. Make it so. Make it so. Say the words. Lose the enterprise. Make it so. Make it so. There's no place for compromise. It's your command. It's the only way. Or the And up next, we have another interview um, that I did with a band called Recap, but definitely one of my favorite bands right now. Totally a fangirl of them. Um, they're talking about their new album, Neon Milk, which is just out, and what we can expect from them in the future. So this is my interview with Recap. Uh, I'm Dom John. I'm Dan Spam. And we are uh, two members of Recap. Steve is not here right now, but he might be soon. Um, we do rock rap music, I guess it's safe to say. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the most simple way to put it. And uh, we just finished our debut album, Neon Milk, back in April. It's a uh, concept album about two aliens that crash land on planet Earth. So definitely check it out. <laughs> um, so as far as the the concept album and the theme for it with the aliens, where did that come from? Um, that was mostly from a song we first decided to work on together with. Um, it was just a random idea of just feeling like an alien. So the chorus was just very playful. It was actually the song Starship. And, uh, we decided to collab on that and it just came out so awesome that we just kind of, once Stan wrote the rap verse to it and it really kind of painted a full on picture uh, I don't know, it's just this whole storyline just came into our heads and we were like, oh, we should just do a whole concept album about this. So it was more organic than preconceived. Yeah. So with the idea for it, like the story, did you kind of 
like once you had the idea, did you plan out the story ahead of time or just kind of fit the pieces in as you came up with songs? Well, there were there were only a couple songs on the album that we wrote for the express purpose of fitting into the story. Um, Fed Up was one of them, and Flight Check was another one. Um, but most of them just kind of happened, and we just kind of, um, you know, organized the story as it went, you know. The, like the more songs we wrote, the more the story came into place. And so we were just like, oh, well, you know, I just need a song to make this transition and a song to make this transition and boom. Yeah. So it just kind of happened, I think. Yeah. We approached it from more of like an emotional storyline than an actual um, detailed step-by-step logic thing. And I think that's why it kind of worked so well as a concept album. It wasn't just, you know, straight up story. You need to hear the whole thing. You can kind of take it apart and hear it on its own and still relate to it. Yeah, I definitely think, like, with the songs, you can, you know, listen to them separately and enjoy them, and then they also kind of fit in the story, too. They have a a nice flow to them. Yeah, that was definitely one of our goals, putting it together. Um, So with Neon Milk and there being the drink to go with it (laughs) as a special bonus, (laughs) um, who came up with that and how did that kind of fit into the whole idea for the album and everything? Uh, that was all Dan right here, actually. Yeah. Neon milk was, uh, um, back when I was doing my solo rap, I was thinking I was going to put together a mixtape or something. And, um, I was watching star Wars in the scene with, uh, uncle Owen and Amperu with Luke. And, uh, I was like, Oh, they're all drinking neon blue milk. I was like, neon milk. And I don't know why, but that that name just kind of stuck out to me. And I was like, I'm going to call my mixtape that. I just like the sound of that for some reason. And then I kind of forgot all about it until, you know, we were working on the the album this time. And I was like, oh, God, Neon Milk, that's perfect for a song about aliens, you know, and like an album about aliens. (laughs) Um, As far as the drink goes, uh, I do bartend um, as my day job. (laughs) So... um, we were like, yeah, we should put together like a drink or something, you know, go along with the album. And I was like, I could probably figure something out. <laughs> a lot of testing, I'm sure, to find the right mixture. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> a lot of nice drunk nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any sick nights? <laughs> no, not too bad. No, kind of phlegmy, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, I always a little bit weirded out by the mixture of like milk. And alcohol. I think, I don't know, it's more, I think, paralyzers and the milk and pop mixture weirds me out, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit different, I guess, just milk and vodka. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more of a desserty kind of drink than a drink five of these kind of, kind of night. Yeah, that would be a lot of milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you want to mix that much milk. <laughs> <laughs> so. With the album, um, there was the whole Kickstarter campaign for it um, to kind of fund it, I guess. And where did the idea for doing a Kickstarter come from? Was that just because you had to make money to fund the album? <laughs> um, well, we knew that we wanted to do the album eventually. We were actually in the midst of writing it while uh, we started getting a following doing video game music under the Space Bards. And uh, we knew we could make the album eventually, but at the rate we were making money, it probably wasn't going to be like a couple of years. 
So uh, we knew we were getting a following. We were like, hey, you know, maybe if we throw a Kickstarter, we might actually get funded. But we were kind of holding off until we, you know, had more of a following where it wasn't just going to flop. And then when we found out that we got accepted to BlizzCon, um, we said, oh, man, like this will be perfect because the publicity there will get us enough probably where we could just put us right over the edge to get the Kickstarter funded. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It all just kind of came together perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, we watched the the group of people that were mostly our fans were from the Kickstarter that did the video game Shadow of the Avatar. So everyone already knew what Kickstarter was. It was like ripe in our brains. We're like, okay, well, let's let's see if we can do it for us now. And uh, it worked, and here we are. Yeah, it seemed to be a pretty big success. Yeah, I think it was when we uh, when we found out that we were going to BlizzCon that it really crystallized in our heads. Like, oh, like we can we can you know do plan the Kickstarter, put it up a few days before we leave, and that way it's like up when we're at BlizzCon and you know getting all this publicity and stuff. Yeah, so it definitely pushed the schedule a little sooner than we anticipated. Yeah. Well, you brought up space bars and BlizzCon, so I guess we can talk about that. <laughs> um, that's kind of my introduction to you guys, too. I went to BlizzCon with my husband and saw you guys perform there and was one of the people that went back to my hotel afterwards and looked you up online. Cool, cool. <laughs> so how did you get into that? Uh, BlizzCon, well, that that goes way back. <laughs> um, <laughs> last year when we were writing music together... Um, Richard Garriott, aka Lord British, who made Ultima Online and all the Ultimas, he uh, just started doing a new game, um, and we we played Ultima back in the day, like in middle school, sneaking on the school computers. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's like, we're a long time fan of that guy who like has been away from games for years and years now. So um, when I heard he was coming back with a new one, you know, we we're keeping a really close eye on it, and the last three or four days of the, their Kickstarter, they announced a video competition. So because we were making music all this time and before we were doing music, we were filmmakers. Um, we just, I mean, you're like, oh, let's do a song and a video. That'd be funny. And uh, threw it together and got a huge, uh, huge, what's the word I'm looking for? Feedback, great feedback. Yeah. And uh, it was just, I don't know, it, took off a lot quicker than our other stuff. So we just kept riding the wave. And while we were doing that, um, another entry into the other oh, Steven, another entry into their contest was Ember Sulta, who does uh, world of Warcraft parody music. And she offered to do a collab with us. She really wanted to, and we really wanted to. So we were just like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And we did a back in the world of Warcraft. We wrote that with her or we wrote it. She did a feature and um, then we heard BlizzCon was doing a contest, and we had that song just sitting there. So we were just, okay, let's send it to these people now. And then they accepted, and then the Space Barge just kept going and going, and then we wound up at BlizzCon, and yeah. <laughs> so what was the question? How did we get to BlizzCon? Yes, that's how I got yeah. to <laughs> And I guess like how Space Bards and Recap are same band but different <laughs> yeah yeah um same people different different bands yeah <laughs> Di- yes. different music definitely yeah it, it's the fine line between us being openly geeky about you know specific pop culture and us being more generic and 
Well, more more openly musical. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like the more the more music musical and uh, songwriting part of us comes out through recap, you know, in a way that you can't um, when you're being really specific with video game music. Yeah. And I, I just have to throw out there again, too, that I think it's kind of funny that the first album you put out as recap is space related, but it's not under space bards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, uh, we actually came up with space bards in like five seconds when we were making uh, our first Space Bard song, The Return of the British, we were like, oh, we don't want to do this under Recap because I feel like, you know, Recap, it'd be hard for us to suddenly stop mm-hmm. being geeks as Recap. Like, that's how people begin to know us. So we were like, well, let's just think of, like, another side project name for this. And space, we're like, Space Bards? Okay, sure. Because we were already writing about aliens and space and... Yeah, and we kind of didn't care either. We kind of <laughs> threw the name out there because we were like, yeah, this is, you know, it's like different kind of music, so we'll just like put this label on it. And we never dreamed that <laughs> no. all of these people would know us as the Space Bards. No. no. <laughs> it's funny well, how things work. It's kind of good because you can get twice the recognition, I guess, for, yeah. for it. You know, you get two bands for the price of one. Yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've been doing a lot of, uh, Steven especially has been doing a lot of uh, game music through the Space Bards um, name, I guess. So it's growing into its own geek, geek, geek thing. Geek thing. <laughs> <laughs> geek entity. <laughs> geek enterprise, that's the yeah. word. <laughs> so future plans, um, possible video in the works other projects going on yeah right now we've got so many kickstarter stuff to still do um ringtones videos cover songs that we're going to be pretty busy probably through the summer we're thinking um but the first sort of business when that is done is practicing our live show and getting a music video out and start just playing actual shows and being a real band, you know, instead of uh, <laughs> yeah. this hidden little little group of people that sometimes put out music. Um, with the videos, is there anything in particular, like any songs that stand out in your mind that you'd like to do a video for? Um, probably between Starship and Earth Girls. We do have a great idea for Dano as well. Yeah. Um. I guess we're just going to play it by ear and see what happens. I think we're kind of keeping track of all the stats of who's been playing the most songs, uh, of which song to see which one has the most, you know, listen appeal. I think Starship right now is actually the number one most listened to through Spotify. So maybe we'll do that one. It's got a great, a great like visual to it as well, too. Maybe something I think for that one. Yeah. So that's going to be really fun. My personal fave is Earth Girls, <laughs> so I'd like to see a video for that one day. Cool, cool. That's <laughs> one of our favorites, too. Um, but yeah, so I guess future plans, you know, you're working through all your Kickstarter stuff. and Did you anticipate there being as much to do for it as there was? Did that kind of come as a shock? Yeah, you know, it was our first Kickstarter. We didn't really know how well it would be received, especially because Neon Milk was not video game related and everyone knew us as Space Bards, which they only did video game music. So um, we we tried to make it really appealing, you know, like $100 would do a whole cover song custom made for us. And I, I didn't even realize that we'd get so many people buying that. 
So it is a, it is a lot more work than we expected. Um, it's not that bad, but it's nowhere near our estimated delivery date. At least we got Neon Milk out on time. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess that was the big part of it. Yeah. Just yeah. Looking through everyone else's stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, the ringtones have been trickling out. We've been emailing those and cover songs are in the works. Steve's been uh, doing a lot of work on that. Well, that's good, though, that it got such a good response. I mean, then the album should be getting just as good of a response. <laughs> you think if everyone was, you know, wanted all the extra stuff as well. Yeah, it's been great. It's yeah. been great. We're so grateful for all our fans. Definitely. <laughs> I know I try and push it as much as I can. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much, Mindy. I know everyone on Twitter with it. Hey, guys, just in case you didn't listen, <laughs> I got recap this week. <laughs> it's better from someone else than from us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that that's like the bonus part of it, too, with the Internet and with Twitter, because, you know, people who listen to it can kind of spread it around and it's more organic um, finding it that way. That's how I find a lot of music online and indie bands and that that I listen to. It's just, you know, me listening to one song, whether it's on Groupshark or SoundCloud or something, and then seeing related artists and finding it through that way. So I think, you know, sharing it around too and getting that from other people is a really good way to market it. And then you don't even have to worry about doing it or spending money on it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely going to be more in the public eye once we have a live show going. I think we're kind of shying away from any sort of publicity right now. Just because we want to make a good first impression. Like, we got a great album, we got great, great close fans, but in terms of, you know, unleashing us into the world, we want to be nice and ready. <laughs> so I take you're not doing BlizzCon again this year? Um, we do have plans of a little something-something. Uh, hopefully in the next month or so we'll be able to <laughs> disclose more details. Yeah. Well, that's good. Unfortunately, I'm not making up there live, but I will be getting the virtual ticket this year. <laughs> oh, very cool. So I'll be checking that out for sure. <laughs> That's definitely the best part of the show, the contest. Although I was super sad that there wasn't the dance contest. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Didn't someone break their leg last year or, some, or the two years before? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know everyone was like pretty upset about it. And I know when they had the costume contest, a lot of the people came out and actually danced <laughs> when they were out there <laughs> in their costume to kind of like get around Blizzard's rules for it. <laughs> yeah. Can't stop them once they're already up there. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you don't plug in their guitar, then you can yeah. stop. <laughs> well, if they're just out there in their costume, <laughs> you can dance that way. Yeah, we should have danced. Yeah, speakers then. <laughs> Had costumes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm actually going to play uh, Earth Girls after the interview, because I think it's hilarious and it's a good one for a pod. <laughs> um <laughs> Did you want to give any sort of backstory or intro for it um, on its wonderful, cheesy, pickup line sort of feel to it? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so this track, we wanted to be the um, cliche song about girls, but with a real tongue-in-cheek spin off of it. So you'll hear a lot of cheesy pickup lines, but it's from Aliens, so it's really fun. <laughs> And my favorite um, line, uh, was it recap, wreaking havoc on your kneecaps? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were saying that for so long before we even wrote the song, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's got to go in the song. It's just got to. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, it's probably the most uh, EDM-heavy song on the album, so it makes it special. It plays really well in my car with <laughs> the stereo cranked. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> a good one for it. Okay, so this is Earth Girls by Recap. Time to get the party happening. We in the house, so they call it recapping. And that's a fact, my friend. Yeah, you know the boys are back again. Blowing up your spot like we took the bomb and backed it in. Hey, baby, what sign did you say you was? Funny, I've been to Capricorn. It's quite a nice neighborhood. Ever been with a guy from outer space? Look, I would like to poke you. No, not on your Facebook. So wet, got you sliding off the bar stool. Junk in the trunk, girl, you got the car full. And I know it's awful, but you make me want to do things that ain't exactly lawful. I can see the sparkle in your eyes and I can see you're partial. To me, I can also tell you played a lot of softball from the way you pop my fly. You're something, you got a great vibe, but that ass don't hurt nothing. Like a puzzle cause I come in pieces Down here I can see you ladies of Earth Got every perk I'll make it worth the love that's needing About tweaking your twerk I don't abduct but I'll beam you up The mile high ain't got nothing on this club My laser guns never made more fuss Zap, you dropped it gorgeous Oh, I can't tell if you Earth girls are a blessing or curse I may rock your world but you shake the whole damn universe
girls. Yeah. So now we have Steve joining us for recap. Um, Steve. What's up? Introduce y'all. yourself. What do you do with the band? Well, I am Stephen J. Goldman. I am an audio engineer and producer uh, in the band. Uh, I am specifically the uh, producer, arranger, studio engineer uh, live. I will be doing most of the percussion uh, backing vocals, perhaps playing some other instruments on the round. Uh, Not quite sure yet, but for the most part, I'll be doing drums and backups live. And you put the album together for them. Um, I had a couple questions about that, specifically the, the process for it. Um, okay. You know, how you guys went about it. I mean, obviously, I've never recorded an album. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just wonder, like, I always wonder about the process, too. Do you do it in order that the songs were written? Do you kind of jump around? Do you do just, like, parts and then put them together? Well, um, I didn't officially join the band until after the album had been completed. I mean, I knew these guys for a few years before and done some projects with uh, both of them. So I wasn't there for the beginning of the writing process for some of these songs. Basically, uh, uh, Dom and Dan would, would have songs and they'd have kind of, uh, for, most, for most of them, they would have demo versions of the songs. Uh, they'd bring them into the studio and what we would start with... Uh, We'd flesh out the drums first because uh, they they can kind of help determine the layout of the song, the feel of the song, and drums are also the hardest thing for anybody to get right. So yeah. you're going to spend <laughs> most time in any mix on the drums. Um, so drums first. Uh, usually do some kind of uh, some kind of tonal part next. Most of the time it was guitar and bass. We'd lay down all always in the same session. Uh, all of the guitars on this album are uh, live tracked, so everything is you know mic'd up amps and cabinets. Uh, we didn't do any any uh, uh, digital modeling this time around on that, which is kind of kind of fun to be able to say. Oh yeah. Um, so we did that. Um, occasionally, I, I'd, I'd play a couple little guest spots. For the most part, Dominic's playing all the uh, uh, guitars and bass uh, on the album here. Um, as, as long as we have a, a reference for tone, then you can go in and start laying down some vocals. Uh, technically, uh, Dan could come in and lay down some of the rap parts without having necessarily pitch reference, but uh, for Dom to lay down uh, any vocal parts and you know, uh, for me to lay down any kind of backup parts, you always have to have some kind of a, a tone so you know you're not going you know, flat sharp or <laughs> make sure what you're singing actually works in context with the song. And, and a big part of that is, um, like, these guys would come in, and the songs would be pretty much all done. So when it came time for me to put my touch on it, it would be uh, making tiny changes here and there, kind of beefing up uh, what they come in with to try and uh, give it a little bit of, like, a commercial sheen. Uh, before joining up the band, I mean, I, I run a recording studio for bands, for groups, and things like that. So I have uh, some outside experience in doing all this stuff. And it just kind of seemed like uh, some of the most fun stuff I'd I'd seen, and and they they kind of gave me free reign for the most part when it came to came down to uh, uh, doing the producing work, doing the mixing, mastering work. So um, it seemed like a good fit to join up with these guys. Yeah, and I guess you'll be able to play drums with them when 
they go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have quite an intricate, uh, not 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 so intricate in terms of a lot of stuff, but we're gonna have very specific kind of live setup that's gonna involve, uh, you know, live sampling, live playing, and a lot of interaction with uh, some of the stuff either straight from the studio tracks or mimicking the exact kind of tones and sounds of these studio tracks the goal is for this band to sound live the exact way it does in the studio with you know a few exceptions maybe you change up a few parts here and there but it's uh we're gonna go for some some extreme consistency and lots of lights lots of lights yeah <laughs> I've, I've been in been in a number of bands and usually the toughest thing to do in a to to deal with in a band is going from place to place and not knowing how you're going to sound, how the show's going to be. And we are going to, uh, with some, some hard work, make sure that we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> lots of drums and lots of lights. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> every, every, every time I hit a kick drum, we're going to have a big flash of lights. Every time a, we're going we're gonna to try and do a combination of you know, live triggered lighting and maybe pre-programmed lighting to go with individual songs. Nice. And of course, as time goes by, we'll be able to expand upon that. So it looks like you're going to have to be making a road trip to wherever you guys are playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's, we're also going for portability, too. So everything we do, it's it's got to be reproducible, it's got to be fun, but it also has to be portable. And uh, it, it's kind of tough to do that, but I mean, be, between between all of us and, and these these guys have a lot of a lot of creativity and know-how. I've I've got a lot of uh, experience doing all this stuff. I don't think we're gonna run into too many issues getting exactly what we need to get. Sounds good to me. I definitely look forward to seeing that live. <laughs> um, yeah, the other question I <laughs> I had was about specifically flight check, which mm-hmm. is I guess it's, it's not <laughs> technically a song, but it's one of my favorite ones on the album. It's a, it's a skit, a skit as it would be. Yeah, it say skit on the back of the. But it's almost yeah. a song, though. It, actually, the the first mix of it, I wasn't quite sure if the, <laughs> if it was supposed to be a skit or supposed to be a song. So the first mix is actually completely different. That that song that's going on in the background hmm. is actually kind of kind of blaring, and I mixed it to actually be kind of a an early '90s hip hop style song. <laughs> so we ended up for the the mix that's on the album. It's actually farther in the background, and it sounds like it's coming from, like, the other side of a room in a spaceship. Yeah. That, that's kind of the idea for it. I have to say, I love specifically the microwave sound in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, lo- a, a, lot, a lot of it is, is household appliances, just filtered to kind of sound like <laughs> spaceships. Up. And we figured, you know what? We're doing all this stuff. Let's just make a joke with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that one worked out really well, the different sounds. It's one of the ones where it does sound like spaceship stuff, but then, you know, after <laughs> listening to it a few times, I was like, sounds an awful lot like your microwave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. You wanted one to stick out. You don't, you don't <laughs> want to take yourself, <laughs> don't want to take yourself too seriously. And that's, that's just kind of one of those moments where you realize, Hey, even though no matter how, how deep the music gets, there's always a little humor. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is actually all my questions. Okay. Uh, do you want Do you want me to describe the various types of analog compression used on the <laughs> vocals, drums, and and various uh, multiphonic layering of the drum kits? Yes, nerd out on uh, 
music recording. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, The other thing I had asked about was, you know, future plans. You know, you're going to go out on the road with them on their big tour. (laughs) Well, the idea is by the end of the summer, by the end of the summer, get 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 everything ready to to go and, and play all this stuff live. We're going to do some live in-studio shows. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back at BlizzCon. Um, there's a, a shot-in-the-dark chance that we may possibly go go hang out down in, uh, in Austin with the uh, Shroud of the Avatar people and maybe play a little for them. Probably not, but, you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> Other than that, I mean, like any band, it's up in the air. But uh, one of the biggest stepping stones, uh, one of one of the biggest things to tackle by the end of the summer is uh, try and get get some headway on some music videos. The most the most important thing to try and break a band is to have not even so much have a catchy song, but uh, the music video will propel you a lot farther. So uh, we're uh, going to try and get a, get a music video probably first for Earth Girls. Um, I think some of the other candidates were uh, Starship, Phone Home, um, Do You Ever, and maybe Dano, stuff like that. Uh, Serious B is also kind of a fun song. It wouldn't necessarily be a single, but it'd be fun to see you know, what to do with a bunch of alien forest creatures or something. Serious yeah. B is the one that freaks my dog out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of split up, split up roles a little bit. Uh, I've so far been been kind of taking care of uh, the cover album that we're doing. Uh, did did you guys talk about any of that? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the cover songs for the Kickstarter. Oh yeah, yeah, cover songs, ringtones. And yeah, stuff. they're they're a handful down. There's there's still quite a bit more to do, but uh, I mean we're we're all busy in different ways. Like we're all dealing with whatever kind of personal stuff we need to deal with at the same time. Trying progress on all of this and at the same time trying to just get the band ready to play live so there's the yeah. cover album i've i've i'll continue to handle as much as i can with that uh dom and dan are taking care of uh the other remaining uh kickstarter uh what, what would you call them are they bonuses are they uh, prizes yeah pledge awards ringtones things like that videos yeah but, yeah. and it's a lot of it's a lot a lot of creative energy spent. It's because we're not. <laughs> uh, I, I I can tell you I can tell you on my end it's it's not that it's difficult to do it. It's that it's it's very draining to uh, uh, to do a cover album like this because you're you're not just you're not just doing anything verbatim. You're trying to kind of make it your own. Uh, and I, I figure you know a good a good chunk of the things on the cover album will go into live repertoire. Uh, the most recent one. Uh, I, I sent out kind of a. Uh, actually, I probably shouldn't even say what it is, what the <laughs> stuff is, until we release it. But um, yeah, I, I'd say a good chunk of the cover album stuff could go into live repertoire, and a good chunk of it will be album only. But it's certainly, uh, certainly kind of a, a draining creative process, because uh, at the same time you do have to uh, focus on on uh, probably the maybe the more important things progressing as a band. Okay, well, I think I'd like to close out with asking each of you individually, what is your favorite song from Neon Milk? Mm. <laughs> well, mine is Neon Milk. Um, part, partly somewhat, somewhat uh, 
selfishly because I I got to kind of do uh, kind of an I'm I'm gonna kill myself for this word homage to the <laughs> to the Metallica's Black album in the way that track is mixed um, a lot of a lot of very technical specific things and I can go into a few but I probably shouldn't because 99% of people won't understand what I'm talking about but uh, a a lot of, a lot of things are, are mixed very very much in a way that 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 brings me back to the reason I got into music in the first place. Uh, I also got to do a nice, fun uh, backing vocal in the bridge part, and I really like uh, the the end of the bridge, like going as it comes back into the main riff, is my favorite part of the album as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, favorite album, or favorite? <laughs> What's your favorite yeah, album it's, on it's the my album? It's fa- <laughs> my favorite album on the album. Um. <laughs> I feel like I want to say Neon Milk as well. Um, it was the last song we really worked on, so maybe that's why. You know, I it's feel a, like you it's always... It's a slow burn. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it, it's not trying to be a single, but it's just... Yeah, it's, kind have... of, it's kind of everything you want to do without having to worry necessarily that this is... that the hook isn't, too, isn't prominent enough, that it's not danceable enough or something. It's just a... It's just a solid track that doesn't have to be anything. It's not. Yeah. Um, I have to say, too, that Neon Milk is my favorite because it's just... I didn't even know Dan was here. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> He's lurking. Um, yeah, I mean, Neon Milk was... Uh, it was kind of special for, um, for us because uh, a lot of the songs are more one of us than the other, you know, um, we bring a song concept to the other person and pretty much, you know, flesh it out from there. Um, but neon milk was, was, uh, the one song where it was exactly 50, 50 between me and Dom, uh, coming up with it and the lyrics and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it was, it was also besides earth girls, the one that I was the most impressed to hear, like out of the studio, um, to hear that like final quality to it. But uh, I always kind of set Neon Milk aside when I'm thinking of the album. It's just like that that crazy title track and all the other songs are on a different level. And if I was to pick my favorite from those songs, I'd probably, I'd probably say What We Do um, is my favorite because it kind of harkens back to when I grew up listening to like Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. It's kind of like that heavy kind of riff. And uh, I also really like uh, rapping fast, and it was an opportunity <laughs> to really kind of go to town on the beat there. Yeah, definitely rapping fast on that song. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one to play live. Same thing with uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, that's what I wanna be. What's what's the official name? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, we wanna be. That's uh. Because that's also in the kind of Rage Against the Machine vein. Those are yeah. always really, really fun to play live. If you've never, if you've never been in a cover band and never played a Rage Against the Machine cover, you haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine those are the ones too, where it takes some pretty sick skills on stage to pull it off live. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's it's actually some of the more simplistic music there is, but it's just so fun. I don't know why. Definitely. Well, I think actually that I'm going to play another song and I'll play Neon Milk after this interview. Sweet. Because everyone seemed to like it so much. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it'll yeah. be a good way to end it out. And it's my podcast, and I can do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> do what I want. Yeah, what exactly. You, you can be who <laughs> you want to be. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, thanks, guys, for coming back for take two with yeah. even more technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I hope it saves us time. And thank you for having us, as always. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone can check them out online. Uh, you know, recap, recap band. Basically, anything you search for them is going to come up. <laughs> Recapband.com, spacebards.com. Yep. Even if you look up spacebards, you'll hit recap. And if you look up recap, you'll hit spacebards. Go to <laughs> fourlegsrecords.com and listen <laughs> to spacebards and recap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two bands for the price of one. Space caps. <laughs> <laughs> Rebards. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks again, guys, for coming back on. And no problem one that actually works and records <laughs> best of luck god godspeed editing this too by the way yeah. <laughs> i've been waiting for the call to come home i've been holding on to this wait for so long and i've been praying for our purpose to show Cause we're all waiting for The call To come home Like a hubble, I will never stumble till the mountains come crumbling down. Rumbling sounds thundering. Now you in trouble. 
wondering how this could happen Don't know how the fuck I got here When they talking and yakking Acting like I ain't got ears But I got a fiery passion That they can never put out They'll see the sky blinking and flashing When I return from the clouds Cause sometimes you need the anger Ain't a bad thing to feel doubt Even though you might feel the pangs to escape Hit the road and peel out But you gotta keep trucking on you That's how hard I get this Married to the music, money is a mistress Never turning back, I don't wanna slip a diss, bitch When I'm coming with the quickness and giving all the business It's if the haters always having shit fits You it wits, only one way to fix this Sip this, it's vanilla vodka mixed with neon milk It's a perfect life, we gone and built But we over it like we on silks I was hanging out with three pawn milks When I got the call and it still was a no-brainer It's evident I wanna be a resident of Earth It's obvious when I've been sipping a Mai Tai Living a sci-fi, giving a high five to the alien president And still... So that was Recap. Um, fun band to interview. Definitely, like I said, huge fans of them right now. So you should really check them out online. I'll have all the links um, in the page for this pod to check them out. But for Debs and Airline, for Recap. 
Okay, and up next, I'm going to play um, a couple songs. Um, the first one is going to be Talk Nerdy to Me. It's a parody of Jason Derulo's Talk Dirty to Me. Um, it's that this cover parody, whatever you want to call it, is by K-Face Rules. Um, almost at a million views, pretty close to it right now as of recording. But definitely a huge song. Blew up huge um, all over social media. I've seen it everywhere. Love it. Great video. Great song. Um, Had the MP3 played in my car loud, cranked <laughs> as I drive along. Love it. Huge fan. And I asked the guys if I could play it um, on my pod, and they said go ahead. So here is Talk Nerdy to Me. Hey, listen. <laughs> Tell me what game that you get on Is it card or Eve? What kind of class do you play, girl? In an RPG Cause I know what them elf girls need From WoW to Emmy I'm going 30 hours online straight now You make it hard to leave Been to Middle Earth Do you speak my language? Your elf ears don't need explaining All I really need for you to do is Just please talk nerdy to me Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. Get nerdy with me. You name all 12 of the dogs. I can't resist that. And what's the coin go on? I think that ours match. Cause I know with me you get sore. Durm strength to Hogwarts. I'm pretty sure I'm you cast a curse, girl I'm the imperious one Been to Comic-Con, hope you speak my language Your Harley Quinn don't need explaining All I really need for you to do is Just please talk nerdy to me Talk nerdy to me Girls are get with me Just add my clan tag Bring a high KD Cause the headshots We'll be making We'll be topping the team Or Magic the Gathering Deck on deck You're like Twilight Yeah I ain't touching your neck I got nerd friends But the friends with respect I can call up by a man Without breaking a sweat And I wanna hear issues Yeah I'm talking about your comments Cause the fact of the matter Ain't no go better Than a girl that talks on electronics For us to get along Just tell me Lucas got it wrong Cause clearly in Star Wars First shot was made by Han Love the Enterprise Now I speak the language You boy tried Don't need explaining All I really need for you to do is Just please Talk nerdy to me I can sell. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> All right, so that was Talk Nerdy to Me. Like I said, that's one of my favorite songs going right now. Love it. Huge. Um, and the other ones that I wanted to play, just throw at the end here. Um, there's this new band that I found. I don't even know how I found them. I think they actually started following me randomly on Twitter. 
which is just weird. Um, but they're a band from New York called, well, New York State called Mulu Lizzie. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, they're kind of, they remind me a little bit of a cross between ska and um, just, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe them, but it's great music. Um, they sent me two songs, so I'm going to play them both just to give them a little shout out at the end of the podcast here. The first one's going to be Baby Doll, and the second is Walking the Line. And they're actually working on a video for Baby Baby Doll right now at the recording of this. So here is Baby Doll and Walking the Line by Mulu Lizzie. Come on, baby, come and do this with me. You close your shop about quarter past three. All along, we're already gone mm-hmm. I'll be there with a gun in my hand Shoot him dead if he calls on the man All along, we're already gone Hey now, baby Yeah. 
All right. So I hope you enjoyed those songs for this podcast. Another music one. It's a bit of a longer podcast. Um, the two interviews and then trying to fit some music in. But it's something that I wanted to do. Music is a huge part of my life, um, whether it's geek music or finding new indie bands. And I kind of want to have more music podcasts. I'd love to really have my own radio show. I think someone should give me my own radio show where I could just play whatever I wanted. Um, there's a lot of good music from the 90s and stuff that I'd love to play, but I can't play it on a pod because I'd probably get sued. So <laughs> you're just going to have to settle with the indie bands that I can actually get permission to play their songs for. Um, next pod got another conversation with a friend um british guy definitely fun recording it so stay stay tuned to my networks for that (laughs) and yeah um hopefully to do more interviews now that i got a way to record skype when it works so be sure to check out my pods (laughs) um follow me on twitter as always cyanide with two n's the extra n for extra awesome And thanks again for tuning into the Little Geek Lost podcast. Tuning in, not turning in. You're not turning into the podcast. (laughs) See you next time.